This is Ozarks at Large. If you've attended the current production of The Mountaintop from Theater Squared, your first visual experience in the theater is the set, a stunning reproduction of the Lorraine Motel where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. spent the final night of his life. That set was designed by Tanya Oriana. Last month, we talked with her and another set designer, Kimberly Powers, about the art and science of set design. Tanya says she begins the process of creating a set with basically a blank page. At least for me, I try to start uh, really, really open. So I, um, you know, I'll go through the scripts and I'll sort of start a tracking list of like, there's this many different locations and it takes place in these places. I don't necessarily hold myself to what the script says the scenography needs to be, but I do like to know uh, kind of how many times they're in the orchard versus the bedroom or something like that. Um, and then I, I do a ton of research and I also do a lot of writing where I just start, I, I do kind of flow charts where I'll just do like different words that come to mind when I've read the script and just start like kind of webbing out from there and, and seeing like, I don't know, it's really like starting, like I always say I'm just throwing paint at a wall first and then seeing what kind of lands. And then I'll share that whole thing with the director and, and see what they respond to. Um, and then we just keep growing from there. Kimberly Powers, let me bring you in. You did uh, the, sci- the, the set for Designing Women at T2. And what I remember about that set is the intricacies, right? You're thinking about a vase, a picture, uh, a sconce. Does that all go into what you think about? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would echo a lot of what Tanya said as far as my process is concerned. And then also just add that we're always digging into the details to figure out who these people are and how to best tell their story. So all everything from sconces to paintings on the wall to what kind of door is on stage is going to give us more information about who they are, when they are, how they are, and why we're here. Have either of you ever been given something where you think, I don't think this can work. I mean, whether it's a, a mechanical or issue or some sort of effect that a director or a playwright is looking for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get those kind of requests regularly. I don't want to speak for Tony here, but I feel like I do at least. And that's okay. And then sometimes it's not always about like saying um, you should or shouldn't do this. It's okay, if, if we do this, then here are the repercussions of that choice. Um, if we want to turn, put something on a turntable and turn it around, that's a big ask of the shop. And is that really where we want to put our resource? At some point, if, a, if it's really, really important to everybody, I step aside and go, okay, well, I will make it work. Even though I'm going to tell you, I don't love this plan, but we're, I'm going to help. Well, I'm going to make it happen. But um, yeah, all sorts of strange requests sometimes. <laughs> uh, and we just kind of help guide as and help try to see both uh, the, what the shops can, what they need versus what the director needs. We kind of liaise a little bit in between. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, I I do a similar thing. I think there's like a fine dance of like, you know, you don't want to say no to ideas because I think Mm -hmm. what, what's really nice is that a director's part of their job is to like be a big vision and to sort of bring everyone along in that big vision and to like take us places we thought we couldn't go. And so, but it is a little bit of a balance of like, how do you 
how do you have a big vision within a budget that is, you know, sort of aware of what a theater can do? Because it doesn't feel good to push a place beyond their capacity. So, you know, so I think I'm always, I, so I have a similar, like, let's just be transparent. What you're asking for is this, you know, if we make a car fly, we can do nothing else. Is it, <laughs> and the whole blocking be about that flying car. If so, then great. If not, let's think about it. <laughs> um, Let me also, because you did, you did the set design for native gardens, correct? Oh yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Okay. So that set made me feel like I was actually watching these neighbors in their backyard, which is hard to do in an indoor space. It wasn't too much. It wasn't over the top. There wasn't a flourish that said, you know, oh, look how clever I am. It just felt warm and comfortable. And is that a sweet spot that is difficult to get to, especially when you're doing out outside? Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the level of difficulty of everything, I, I do a lot of drafts. Like, I'm definitely somebody who, between the first model and the end model, there's probably been like eight models or something. So it is it is a lot of work and a, like a lot of joyful work. So I'm in that space. It It's the smaller theater, but the, the script calls for two-story houses, two two-story houses. <laughs> Um, so the the sort of like puzzle piecing of it, I mean, one of my favorite things about set design is I think it's so much about problem solving. And, and like when I was younger, I was that was like my thing in math, like I loved word problems. And so um, I think there's a similar like you're you're always in a space. Right. And, you know, there's site specific work, but there, you're always in a space you're always have a, a, I don't know if limitations is the right word, but like parameters, like it has to fit in this space. It has to fit in this budget. It has to fit this many people. It has to tell the story. And it, it becomes sort of a fun, like puzzle piece game that you're like, oh, these aren't restrictions. They're sort of fun parameters to, to work creatively in. Kimberly, I mean, I, I want to ask you about what sort of conversations do you have internally about the role of a set that you're help that you're designing. Well, um, I mean, the, the way you described again, uh, Tanya, you're 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 great with the words this morning. I'm it's quite as eloquent, but the um, I, I would echo a lot of what uh, what you said, and then also uh, we're designing women. When you when you talked about native gardens walking and feeling very cozy, that was exactly I wanted. I wanted the feeling of somebody walking into designing women and go, oh, I recognize this place. So, but that was that particular show. For the Royale, it was a very different feeling. And that was intentionally, like it, so it's the same space, but very contracted, far less people on, on stage and a very different kind of story. We wanted the feeling of being a part of an audience, uh, of being a spectators in a sporting event, in a boxing event. And to have that sense of time and, and space um, was for those two very disparate shows, of course, but um, that, that feeling, I, we're always trying to uh, kind of find a feeling so that the audience, when they walk in, they recognize something about it, which is to say in Designing Women, it was, oh, I know these people in this place and there's something familiar about it. Whereas uh, the Royale, it wanted to take them back in time almost immediately and feel like they're watching a boxing match. What I loved about the set for Royale is it meshed, I thought, perfectly with the storytelling, right? It, it's about a boxer 
and and the direction. Obviously, the actors are not hitting each other, and so there was this developed a foot stomp would represent a punch, and so there was this sort of, I don't know, this sort of abstract or let your imagination sort of fill in some of that, and I thought the set had that same sort of feel. Was that an intention? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's part of when we're when we're mining the script for information, it's always about okay, what kind of, not just what is the story you're telling, what, what way do we want to tell the story? And as long as we're and that's why we have so many discussions along the way to make sure that we are all telling the same story in the same way. And so that when productions don't work as well, and I've certainly been part of these where you're like, oh, oops, we missed a conversation here or there. Things just don't feel like they align correctly. And so with the, the message isn't as clear to the audience in my experience. All right. I have uh, three potentially silly questions open to both of you. I apologize if they're too silly. Potentially silly question number one is there a common thing that can be called for in a set that you go, oh, I'd really rather not, whether it be a window that opens, a door that opens, a sink that works? Are there any of these common things that you go, eh, I really wish this didn't, wasn't included? Cars. Cars Car on stage make me crazy. Oh, my God. I was going to say cars on stage. <laughs> I have one coming up, too, and I got to figure it out because cars are hard to do. Am I right? I mean, I don't get to talk with set designers very often, so I'm very excited about this conversation. <laughs> Tell me, yeah, I mean, that's, that's usually my issue. Yeah, every time a writer puts a car scene, I'm like, okay, if there's like 10 car scenes and we, we're just going to have a car on stage, fine, great. But it's usually like one two-minute scene and you know we're not going to put a car on stage for a two-minute scene. So I, I, it's just always like, oh, we're going to figure out where headlights are coming from. I don't know the car. I, I agree. A car scene is. is well, because uh, it gets abstracted. So you got to make sure that your, that abstraction meshes with all other abstraction or everything's real. Then suddenly, do you have a car on stage or yeah. what are we doing here? <laughs> so it is hard to make it all make sense together. Yeah. yeah I love that answer. Not a silly question. Okay. <laughs> Potentially silly question. Number two, is this. Uh, a vocation that you can literally take home? Do you go home and go, you know what? I wish that couch was there. I wish this was a different color. Can you turn it off? Or are you looking at your living space always thinking about changing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think you can turn it off. I think that happens with most artists, like the live, your, I don't know, art and life are, are connected so much. So I don't think you can turn it off. I rearrange I'm like famous for rearranging my office like every every two months or something like just like I started like I think I should everything to just be on wheels because I need to like change directions all the time um, and I I think that's my set design part but it no I, I don't think you can turn it off it's <laughs> funny and this is why I appreciate that I get to talk with another set designer I'm I'm completely the opposite oh. I like doing art for myself I have no interest in decorating my house. Don't tell anybody, but I, 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 I'm like, oh, I need to do that. I'll get to it eventually. And I, I, I sort of think about it and then I put it off. Cause I'm like, I don't want to, what's my budget. Cause I don't have a budget that, you know, in, in theater, there's always parameters, budgets and stuff like that. And I can go, okay, well, I want to spend the money here, there, and the other, you know, here it's more like, I asked my, my partner, can we, Hey, can we get some new pillows? Well, okay. No. Okay. Well, all right. We're just going to, well, these pillows will be fine. I'm just going to kind of let it go. And mostly I'm chasing my six-year-old, so there's that. <laughs> All right. Potentially silly question number three, and <laughs> believe me, this one's silly. You ever watch a heist movie, 
And in the second third of that movie, they're going over the plan. Like, the car will come up here and drive, and you'll blow through this safe here. And they're using a model, right, that's on the table in front of the team that's going to produce the heist. Is that something that if you were asked, not that you would help anyone rob a bank or mint, but that's a sort of thing that you could provide for a team of would-be bank robbers? Yes, definitely. I could definitely take a set of plans and provide the, the robbery plans. So I think that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to make them all a car, just to be clear. No cars. <laughs> I, I actually had one of my mentors was going through like a dispute with his neighbor about where the property line was or like, oh, it was like he, he wasn't supposed to be using one par- portion of their property for like uh, a van he was trying to fit in. So he ha- he made a huge model of both their properties and brought it into the court and, w- and made a little model of, of the vehicle in question and like fit it into the space to show that it did fit. So he, he used his skills for uh, a, a legal battle and he That's won really the clever. <laughs> I have, I will say I have used my drafting skills to help lay out whenever I've moved to make sure all of my stuff fits. That is a thing that I have done and has served me very well. And I've helped other people like, trust me, you don't want to do this. You want to do this. And here's why. Let me show you um, on a piece of paper. We talked with set designers Tanya Oriana and Kimberly Powers via Zoom late last month. Kimberly's sets for Theater Squared include Designing Women and The Royale. Tanya has designed sets for T2, including Native Gardens, American Mariachi, and the current production, The Mountaintop.